tonight we're doing things a little different. We're calling this an Advent service. What does that mean? Well, Advent just means coming. But sometimes at Christmas there gets to be some confusion about what the Advent is really intended to express. We think about the coming of Christ that we celebrate at Christmas, that first coming, the coming of God incarnate, God become baby, one of us. But the reality is at Advent we celebrate that Jesus is coming again. And so tonight, this is a simple service. This is designed to take you into the presence of Jesus. Our heart's desire would be that you not really focus on all the folks around you. You not really focus on all that you've got to do between now and Sunday or now and Monday. But that you take this time just to focus on who Jesus is and what that means. We're going to take you on a journey. A journey through song. A journey through scripture. A journey through prayer. You're going to have different families come and, and talk about the hope that Christ offers, the peace that he offers, the joy that Jesus brings, the love that God gives. And then we'll conclude by reminding ourselves that all of that, all of that comes together in the person of Jesus Christ. So meet Jesus here this evening. Worship, breathe in the scripture as it's read. Pray with us, and let's ask God to speak in a mighty way. Let's worship together. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply. Echoing their joyous strains, Gloria, 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 in excelsis Come adore on bended knee, 
Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. In excelsis Deo. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. In excelsis Deo. Amen. You may be seated. darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing their plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fueled for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. For in this hope we are saved, but the hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. stand together. Let's stand together. Let's sing this.
that prayer. Come thou long expected Jesus. Come thou long expected Jesus. Born to set thy people free. Amen. That's our prayer. And even to be essential. You be seated. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in the human likeness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are truly amazed to think that you used ordinary people, shepherds, to first visit your, your child, your son, the greatest Christmas gift that was ever given. God, we are ordinary people, and we pray that you will use us, help us to be that light, that hope, that peace that can only come from you to be willing to share it. God, we're so grateful that this time of year we can remember those angels that came, the heavenly host that had this message. And we pray that we be faithful to proclaim the message of peace more and more during this season. In your name we pray, amen. It's our privilege to light the candle of peace.
Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshiped him. When they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's all pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time now that we have to come together and worship you. Lord, I just want to thank you because we are so grateful for you sending your son for us. And we are so thankful for you sending us a Savior, Lord. Lord, thank you for all you've done and all that you're going to do. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is my privilege to light the candle of joy. together.
is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his love, and his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Father, how can we pray and start thanking you for the love that you have for us if we can barely understand that love? Father, how can we pray and thank you for your love for us when we don't love you the same way that you love us? Father, how can we understand this love that loved me as a sinner, as a filthy sinner? Father, how can we understand such love that you were about to die, that you were ready to die, that you actually died for me when I was still a sinner and the person that that you know I am. So Father, how can we thank you for that love? So Father, now that we remember that you came into this world, the only thing that we should ask is that you teach us how to love you the same way that you love us. That you teach us how to love others the same way that you love us. So, Father, that we will be the walking example of love that you were to the point of dying for us. So, Father, we love you, Father, and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. É meu privilégio acender a vela do amor. It is my privilege to light up the candle that symbolizes love.
amazing, God. You're all-knowing. You're all-powerful. Would you just praise the Lord right from your seat right now? God, there is none like you. We worship you simply for who you are. God, you're full of grace, and yet you're full of truth. You're merciful to a sinner like me. We praise the name of Jesus. Give him praise as you're seated again. told you this would just be a simple yet sweet time in the scriptures, prayer, song with Jesus. And we've taken you on that journey, right? You've journeyed from hope to peace, joy, and love. And that's all found in Christ. And the world began to discover that over 2,000 years ago when the baby was born in a manger. But, but the point of the book the whole reason that we have the scriptures that you've heard tonight is that the world has, since the beginning, longed for the one who would save them. But not simply so that we might have a band-aid to make it through for a season, but so that we might spend forever with him. So you can't truly think about the advent of the Christ, the coming of Jesus, without thinking about the advent of the Christ, the second coming of Jesus. I want to give you just three additional scriptures and then three points of truth that I think will be easy to remember for you to take home with you this evening. The first scripture is the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 24. Listen to what it says. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven that all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Men. For in the days of the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That's how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken other left therefore keep watch the Bible makes it clear the one who came as a baby in a manger is coming again and so here's that first truth you need to hold on to Jesus is coming again get ready you got that let's say that Jesus is coming again Get ready. I can remember the expectation I had as a child at Christmas. I loved Christmas. I think my love for the things of Christmas probably comes from my mom because my dad struggled with Christmas, but she would decorate our house, and that's a time of the year that we would have people over, and often her family would gather, sometimes even on Christmas Eve. And then in, in our home, what would happen is I would go to bed as a child. And that morning, I would wake up with gifts 
spread around the house. It's kind of exciting. You can only imagine where I assume those gifts came from. I'll let your imagination go there for a moment. But I can remember one particular Christmas Eve. I had gone to bed, and I was waiting patiently for the one who might would bring those gifts that would be laid out the next morning. But I couldn't sleep. And so I heard down in the den of our home a strange noise. It sounded like this. Boop. 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 And then occasionally I would hear, boop, boop. I wouldn't know until Christmas morning what that was. Most of you under 50 will never understand what it was. That was one of the first video games. It was called Pong. And apparently my dad and older brother were downstairs playing with my gift on Christmas Eve. But I thought about what it was like just laying in that bed waiting expectantly for what could be making those crazy noises. I want you to know that Jesus himself taught us that we should wait for his second coming. And in warning us, he said not everyone will be ready. Some will be caught off guard. Imagine how people must have thought Noah was crazy. What do you mean it's going to, what is rain? We don't even know what rain is, Noah. And yet we're going to, what is this you're building? You have lost your mind. Noah, you're cuckoo for cocoa pot. What's going on? Yet the day came the rains came and they dealt with the consequences of not being on the ark Jesus was simply saying a similar day is coming not everyone will be ready but let me fast forward to another passage of scripture the writer of Hebrews gives us this and we, we talk about this often on Wednesday evenings because often when we gather together as a church at House of Prayer, we take communion. And it's not unusual to come from this passage. Listen to what it says in Hebrews 9, 27. Just as people are destined to die once and after that face the judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. I want to give you that second point. I think you can remember it. Let me see if I can. You ready? Jesus is coming again. Get ready. Let's see if we can say that. Jesus is coming again. Get ready. So the writer of Hebrews gives us a deep theological truth. It should be encouragement to you. You're only going to die once. That's what the Bible says. It's, it's appointed unto man once to die. And then after that, you deal with the consequences of the decisions you made in life. Because after that, it says, is the judgment. My friend Pastor Zach says that's an appointment we'll all keep. Not one of us will be a moment too late to that appointment. Not one of us will get there a minute too early. We all have that appointment. But the writer says, just as we have that appointment, there's another appointment that's set in time. 
And that's the coming of Jesus. And just as Jesus came once to bear the burden for our sin, to die on the cross so that we might experience life, he's coming again, not to deal with sin, because that's dealt with, but to take us to be with him. Jesus is coming again. Man, you need to get ready. Just in case you don't know how to get ready, can I just pause and tell you? You know, the Bible tells us that regardless of how we were born, in other words, where or into what family, no matter how good we are or how much we've been to church, we were all born with the same problem. We're separated from God because of our sin. And sin's not just what you do. Sin is who you are. We didn't mean to, but we're born with this nature of sin that keeps us from God's best. And if it's left undealt with, it's going to ensure that we experience life's worst. We'll be separated from God forever. We'll spend eternity in punishment for that sin. But this is what the Bible says. God doesn't desire that you take that punishment. In fact, God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world to die on the cross after having lived a perfect life as the punishment for your sin and for my sin so that we need not be punished but so that we could be given forgiveness and grace so that we could experience hope and peace and joy and love God demonstrates his love in that while we are still sinners Christ dies for us and when you come to the place in your life where you understand those two truths you're a sinner separated from God but that God loves you and he doesn't want that separation when you yield the control of your life raising that white flag of surrender when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ everything changes for you you begin that relationship with Jesus that gets you ready for his second coming and that's important because I was reading just this morning, and those people that hang out with me on Wednesday nights know that I like to just draw from what I read earlier that morning. And I was reading early this morning when the roosters begin to crow at my house. Not really, but I must have them internally or something because I can't sleep. But I was reading from the book of the Revelation. And this is what it says in Revelation chapter 11. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven which says, listen to this, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. You see, I've read the back of this book. I know how it all works out. We win. It's a no-lose proposition if you follow Jesus. If you're a part of his family, everything really is going to work out okay in the end. Because in the end, it's his kingdom reign that influences everything that takes place. So you know what I think about when I hear that? It's that third truth. You ready for it? Jesus is coming again. Get ready. Let's say that together. Jesus is coming again. Get ready. As a follower of Christ, I should never celebrate that first advent of Jesus 
without recognizing that my Jesus is coming again and I want to be ready. Oh friend, are you ready for the second coming of Jesus? I want to pray for us. Would you let me do that? Father, oh what great love you have lavished on us. you would send your son, your one and only son, ultimately to die so that we might live. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that when we trust you, there's nothing this world brings that can ultimately get us down. Lord, when I experience the circumstances in my life that cause me to lack in hope, You are the hope that I've been waiting for. Jesus, when I encounter the trials in this world that make me worry and struggle with anxiety, you are the peace, Lord, that guards my heart and mind and gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding. (laughs) Lord Jesus, when when I face those trials of many kinds, the temptations of life, they test my faith I count it all joy in you I rejoice in you always because you are the joy Jesus when I feel unworthy when I think I'm just a sum total of my greatest failures I look to you I remember that your love for me is not based on what I do to earn acceptance but that I'm accepted just because you love me thank you Lord so Lord I pray in my life and I think I'm joined by countless brothers and sisters in Christ I pray that tonight Lord, as I think about all that you brought when you came that first time to this sin-sick world, you brought hope and you brought peace and you brought joy and you brought love. God, I'm, I'm just mindful that that's what I get to enjoy for all eternity because you're coming again. This world is not my home. Lord, help me be ready. with our heads bowed and our eyes closed you who come in tonight if there's any chance that you've never begun that relationship with Christ you've heard the best news anyone could ever share with you whether it's Christmas or not God loves you so much that he didn't want to spend forever without you you just need to ask him to come and take control of your life so simple a child can understand with a child we call it asking Jesus to come into your heart and here's the great thing when Jesus checks into your heart he doesn't treat it like a cheap hotel where he checks in and out He is there to stay. So maybe tonight you would just take a moment and and invite him to come and take control. There's no magic prayer. But there is a, a supernatural moment where you cry out to God. Maybe you'd say something like this. Just, dear Jesus. I need you. I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. 
I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And I believe you're alive today. I'm ready to surrender control of my life. Would you come in and take control, Jesus? I'm ready to turn and follow you for the rest of everything. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed just a moment more, but man, I'd hate to miss the opportunity tonight if you just began that relationship with Jesus. You just prayed a prayer, one like that in your words to Ask him to take control of your life. I'd hate to lose the opportunity to celebrate with you. So if you just did that with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, would you just lift your hand wherever you're seated in the room tonight? Just lift that up. If you did that, it's the most important thing that anyone could ever do. And you are welcome to God's family. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You can put your hand down. That's great. Lord, I thank you tonight because your word tells us that even when one begins that relationship with you, the the angels in heaven throw a big celebration. God, I thank you. That's amazing because the same kind of celebration of the angels that took place when you were born takes place when you were born into the heart of any man, woman, boy, or girl. Thank you, Jesus, for the way that that changes us. God, I pray that you would encourage decisions that have been made, whether that be that first time trust in you or whether that be an opportunity just to rest in your hope and your peace and your joy and your love. Lord, I thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, would you do me a favor? Would you celebrate with me that tonight somebody began a relationship with Jesus Christ? It's, it's my privilege tonight, just like it has been for these staff families and staff pastors that have stood before you. It's my privilege to light this Christ candle. Because for me, to live is Christ. But to die, that's just more Jesus. I'm so thankful for the name that changed my life stand together. Let's worship him one more time.
Praise the Lord. I hope that you're grateful that you came out this evening. I think we have been very true to what we shared with you, that this would be a time just to zero in on who Jesus is and what that means. Do you remember at least one of the three points that I gave you? Can we say it together? Jesus is coming again. Get ready. Think about that as you go through these next few days, as you think about all that's involved in celebrating Christmas. I want to encourage you, take advantage of this card because some of you have come in tonight and things are going in your life that you'd like us to pray for. Or maybe you made a decision to trust Christ tonight. There's a simple way on that card that you can tell us that. Uh, would you take advantage of that? And, and you can take this card, just leave it on your seat. Are there giving boxes at each of the door? And you can put it in one of the giving boxes when you leave. Any of the information you want to get to us, you can give us through this card. Speaking of those giving boxes, we always have offering envelopes and opportunities for you to give in all the different ways, whether that's texting or email or apps or putting it in the giving box. We're looking forward to seeing what God does through our church during this season of generosity uh, to giving of folks like you and me. I want to encourage you uh, to make sure that you're inviting people to be here on Christmas Eve. So on this campus, we've got three services on Christmas Eve. On our other two campuses, we have one service. That means on every campus, we have a 1045 service on Christmas Eve morning. So on any campus, we have a 1045 a.m. Christmas Eve service. That's going to be a sweet time of worship and celebration of who Jesus is. We'll be in 1 John 4, and we'll be talking about what it means that God is love. Then we're going to come back on this campus at 4 p.m., We'll have a 4 p.m. Christmas Eve service. It'll be identical to that 1045 service. So you can choose one of those two. I hope you'll come to one of those two. You certainly can come to both if you'd like to. And we'll be here for both of those. And then at 11 p.m. on this campus, we have a completely different service. 
It's a candlelight communion service. We'll celebrate the Lord's Supper. We'll do like we've done in the other services, and we'll end the services with candlelight and with a beautiful time of singing. So grab some of these invite cards and invite people to be here with you. I do want to challenge you. Uh, I, uh, I know that some of you are still out shopping. And so if, if you feel like you know you need more gifts, but you don't know what to get, we're trying to help you out. So we provide a devotional. We've done this most years. We took a year or so off, but this year has a brand new devotional. It's not even yet in the stores, though it will be able to get it at Walmart and places like that. It's called Everyday Joy and Peace. 100% of what we retrieve from the sale of these devotionals goes to our ministry called The Barnabas Effect that you can hear every day on Faith Talk Tampa at 9 a.m. and in the evening and on Saturday and Sunday. And it goes to encourage pastors around the world. So there are folks that have bought just a case of these to give to their family or to give to people that they work with. And I can't think of a better way. Now, if you're like me and you need a little help from your friends, I understand there's already some that are already wrapped. So there you go. How can you miss out on a gift like that? Would you stand together with me? Give the Lord a hand clap if you enjoyed being here this evening. Thank you. Thank you to Buck Buchanan. He's uh, fighting off a sore throat and all of our, uh, our musicians and our, our singers that helped us out this evening. What a sweet time of just simple praise, prayer, and worship. Thank you to our staff and our staff family who participated in lighting our candles and reading the scripture tonight. What a, what a wonderful time, time together. Now, it's the end of the middle of the week before Christmas. And I'm looking out and we're still in the same shape. We're broken people. That's what we say here in our church. On our own, we're kind of messed up. But God. When we come together, God creates a beautiful mosaic in Jesus Christ. Because in Jesus, you and I, though we're messed up, we are new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. So we live this, leave this place revived and renewed and we're going back out into the world where we get messed up <laughs> so instead of that here's what I want you to do between now and Christmas Eve when I see you again go meet some needs heal hurts and find a way to speak God's word into people's life in your little corner of the world every day in other words get out of here and go be the church Merry Christmas